Welcome to episode 30 of the Rider Nation podcast. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders hadn't won a preseason game since 2014. And in 2023, they go undefeated. So I'd put it out there on social media. Undefeated season? Probably. Grey Cup champions? Probably. Maz McFly with Kelly Kirsch. The final cuts are done. We'll get into that in a bit. Kirsch, what about this preseason Rider team? Unbeatable. Unstoppable. I got to say, they look totally different than they did in 2022 with Trevor Harris under the helm. Cody's gone, and I think it's a good thing. Riders, looks like they got their you-know-what together, and quickly this year. Well, I mean, it, it is preseason, and I think if you go over the the, the records of preseason, it, it, it's really um, – it, it's an interesting sort of, you know, two games, right? Um, and usually one game is you play your starters, and the other one you don't. And usually the other team does the exact opposite. opposite. So it's a little strange. But you know what? I, what I saw on, on Friday night looked good. I, I like Trevor Harris. I like how he moves around. I love he's he's a quick, quick release guy. He's got a very high per, uh, passing percentage. Um, you know, he, he found his guys. You know that he needed to. Uh, one one series was enough. And you know what? It was nice to see some of the other guys come in and and try and play a little bit. Um, it's interesting some of the cuts they made. I, some of the guys I thought. In that Winnipeg enough. game, so first drive, four for four for a touchdown. I'm like, okay, good. And I know that Craig Dickinson, uh, there's a checklist of things we want him to do. I'm like, leave him in for another drive. As a fan who's been starved of decent Rough Rider football for a long time, I'm like, we could only dream of going four for four on a drive last year for yeah. 75 yards and scoring a touchdown. I'm I, like, I, don't. I, don't yeah, deny kept, us now. Yeah, I would have kept him in for for one more series, but there there really is a method to the madness, and it all comes down to what goes on coming up uh, next week in in Edmonton. The Elks to say they are ready for that uh, that home opener and that season opener and their bad record at home and how they're really going to push it. They want to win that game so bad, um, so it really is just getting ready for that, getting getting your cuts made, deciding what your roster looks like. And and hopefully, uh, you know, they signed a, another offensive lineman today. Like, which, you know, you hope that there's two Americans in there somehow, some way, that can give Trevor Harris the protection that he needs and open some holes when they, you know, the running game was good last year. So you hope you hope that they can kind of pass block a lot better than they they, they can't get much worse than they did last. Well, they year, can't. So. They were. I mean, that was. They were just the shits last year. No, they were terrible. Um, and were terrible. I love J.O. Because what have they brought in? Probably, what, 13 or 14 offensive linemen now through yeah, all, through camp all kinds, and all they keep all going? All kinds of different things. and, and uh, So you'd mentioned the cuts. So the cuts, as we record this, the cuts came out earlier today. There's a, there's always a couple of surprises on there. Um, Stephen Banks, free agent signing from the Calgary Stampeders, who didn't look good at all in the preseason. I think... He got the free agent ticket because of the strength of the defense he played in in Calgary last year. Yeah, He's a Blake Coleman from the Flames. Looked good when Tampa won the Cup, but on his own. Now, Jameer Thurman, a free agent signing who went to Hamilton from the Stamps defense, him on his own is a player and a game changer. Stefan Banks, not so much. Uh, Keenan yeah. LaFrance. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was surprised at Keenan LaFrance, but really – you know, but, if, if you're with, making pretty good cash after you've been in the league for a little bit, and they paid him pretty good money to come over, and really has he has he done much? No, I, I don't I don't think so. So and, that's and, that's probably a, a financial one too. But I, and, no, and with I Matthew Houdon, their, their new draft pick who came in the fourth round, he's Canadian. He's playing fullback. So you're going to pay a guy seventy grand or one hundred and twenty grand to be a 
third depth chart running back slash special teams. Yeah, no, guy. you got to be really careful with your roster spots. I, I was a little surprised, you know, a lot of hoopla with Isaiah McCoy, who had a bit of buzz for him, the receiver, but man, he only got, I think he caught one pass, all, yeah. you know, and he just wasn't, wasn't there. So you don't, you don't get a lot of chance um, for these American guys to come up, learn the game and figure it out. You got to figure it out kind of in practice and if you don't then it's going to be a tough one so oh. there's a few guys but you know what that, that's you know they they know it pretty well but i'm just really really wondering about that uh, offensive line and if they've got you know enough cohesion there um godbeer and and uh and blake and added to the guys they had and some american guys in there i'm not sure exactly who is going to be starting but they, uh, to me i don't care one sack in two preseason games is good enough to me and the other thing too and a lot of, I was on riderfans.com and it's whatever you think of that. It's a good source of information. Cody is still whining in Montreal about, oh, last year and this and how he was treated. Get over it. You're with a brand new team. Get over it. And Trevor Harris is nothing but positivity. This is a new group. We got a, he's so excited to be here. And that quick release, when you don't hang on to the ball for eight seconds and try a spinorama 13 yards deep in your own backfield, there's probably a pretty good chance you can make some completions. And it was yeah. nice to see in that game, Darrell Walker, beautiful over the shoulder catch. And then the Darrell Walker, the touchdown, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So one of the things I thought with these four quarterbacks, because the riders are doing it, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works. Four quarterbacks and three kickers on the active roster. I really thought Mason Fine, and who knows, and this may still happen, is going to be the odd guy out. Because Shea Patterson, that whole third down running yep. quarterback like, like all the him. teams i hey kelly jeffrey i love that idea he looked great against winnipeg we now have what kind of air almost every other team has and Shea patterson i'm like you're my guy and, and watching that game in the fourth quarter maz with with uh jake de gala and we've you know we've ripped him on this on this show and by the way he was proven not guilty with his dui so oh yeah no i love that so i and, and we can get into that a bit but i, I love that big not guilty on a technicality jake right, dui go. gala I so, hey, yeah, weird. he looked good. Um, Looks good. But, but here's what I'm saying. Like in the fourth quarter, there was plays there. It's like, okay, this is second and eight. You want to make the team make something happen here. Don't, don't fire it into the turf or run around like an idiot, like make, find a guy. And he did. Right. So I don't care who's, who's in for Winnipeg. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. This is, this is pro football. It's pro football. Make a play. Yeah. And so, you know what? He lives for another day. And I, I, amazing fine. I just, I just not, I think he's too small. He's just too little. That, me too. And you know what? Yeah, great. And I know they mentioned on the broadcast, he did throw for 12,000 yards in college, but everybody that's getting a tryout in the CFL was one of the better players on their college team at some point. And like you said, it's pro football. And oh, everybody, everybody has. Yeah. Every, like everybody has. When you, when you hear about junior hockey players, uh, they were all great. But if it's a yeah. thing size wise and arm wise, because it looks like he's made some strides, maybe, you know, not only when he's out having cocktails, but on the football field and he looks good. So Shea Patterson is and number you can't three. Teach, and you can't teach height. height. The guy's a giant, six, seven, six, and seven, he, and he's, two, and he's 247 tall. and a cannon for an arm. And the Shea Patterson thing. Now, I don't know if this is J.O., if that's Kelly Jeffrey, if that's Dave Dickinson saying, listen, Calgary's got one, Winnipeg's got one. Like, do we need a Chris Streveler type uh, to add to our repertoire because yeah. teams have a tough time stopping that. Yeah, and maybe, maybe address him as a receiver because you can mess around like that with the rule that changed uh, so their last I am, year. So, uh, when I was watching that game, I'm like, wow. I want, if we can incrementally improve from last year, but I think we're night and day. 
They took what one or two penalties. Now it's preseason. Then we'll wait to the regular season. But, but you expect a lot of penalties in the in the preseason. Yes. Remember how how bad CFL preseason football used to be? It was a fifteen to twenty flag game, no matter what teams were playing, yeah. and it was awful to watch. And all of the games this year have gotten so much better. Um, and by the way, like we always like to kind of take shots at the league for screwing things up. They got it right by having that those games streamed with the radio. Yeah, podcast. I mean, although the the, the the rider one went to shit in the third or fourth quarter, they lost the audio feed, and then there was just no feed at all. And then I think that they picked yeah. up some of the BC feed, and then it eventually came back. But kudos, I I I did my best to chunk through that. Um, and if I, on the day we record this, I don't know what PGA tournament was on, but Jim Nance across the screen, now. yeah, they talk about it, and uh, in in the Jim Vance voice, hello friends. CFL football coming up on the CBS Sports Network this season. It was a real nice, like, hey, yeah, we've made, we've made the big time, and yeah. just I, I'm the- probably I, I think of of um, like when you see the um, uh, like in the NHL they have the the plugs for the CBC. It's like son of a grinch coming up on Tuesday. Oh, I know. I'm not going to watch it. So, uh, but that's cool. I mean, I I think the league has survived kind of a crazy off season and have made some some strides and now they're going to play the games and uh, i think it's going to be interesting and they're going to they got a hell of a week one like that i hope that's you know it was done on purpose because it looks really really interesting um i'm not a big fan of the riders playing on sunday uh afternoon or late afternoon early so first of all uh, I was explaining to somebody like, oh, no, no, the riders, because I'm like, well, I don't see them on the schedule. They must have a buy in the first week because there's nine teams. It's an unbalanced no, schedule. Da, da, da. Okay. Then I'm and I check and I'm like, keep in mind, we do a Rider Nation podcast all about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Do you think I'd actually look at the schedule? But I thought I did. And I'm like, Sunday, week one? What? Oh. But yeah. you know what? Hopefully by that time. Uh, we've got her all figured out, and as we get into week more one, more practice here, time too, right? A little more practice time to get ready for it. So I think that's for both other, teams. Yeah. So it it you Edmonton declared this is guaranteed win night. Oh yeah. Was that We're back in the winter that they declared the first yeah, game of the yeah, season? Yeah. You know what? And, guaranteed and, win and, night. Like it's time for them to put up or shut up because they've been screwing around. It's like that. You know they're going to be better. I think you know how much better that may remains to be seen. Um, I think the West is going to be pretty competitive here. Like this is going to be interesting. You know, does Winnipeg take take a step back? Doubt it. Calgary is going to be good. BC, we'll see if between those two guys, uh, like I don't know, Adams and 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 Evans, between those two, can they actually you know put a put a season together? Maybe. Well, a lot of people are thinking, so I saw a stat today, Chris Jones, head coach and general manager in the CFL, including his time with the Riders, 31 and 41. And is only one, one playoff game, but that doesn't seem. Since he's been back in the CFL, he's only won one playoff game. Um, because you know, keep in mind the Riders. Like he, yes, he's a great talent evaluator and he's a good but sometimes putting it all together on the field as a cohesive unit and team that's where sort of the mystique of chris jones has sort of wore mm-hmm. off these past few years um but i still yeah. remember that look at that look how excited we were that bold move when um you know the riders uh swoop in and hire chris jones and his whole staff yeah. from edmonton yeah no and, this, this will be interesting to see what what happens and and uh i mean that's a huge game for both teams and uh, the schedule is going to be very interesting this year because obviously, 
uh, and has changed a little bit, you're going to see a lot more like when you just go through it. Um, what I'm trying to say is that there's going to be a lot more play in the West, right? So you better be, you better be ready. And the riders were like a Winnipeg in week two, you know? So yeah. I'd much rather, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather do that than they, what they had last year where you waited and waited and waited until Labor Day to play like the Winnipegs. And then it wasn't Calgary until like the end of the season. Cause sometimes you need to catch these teams at the start of the year. Um, yeah. No, to, I mean, you might as well. I mean, it, it's, that's where the rivalries are and that's where the, you know, you know, is, is, you know what, what's going to be a bigger draw? Seeing Ottawa Red Blacks, or maybe maybe a oh. skip on the year, and you and try and 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 happen with that. So yeah, so if, if you look at the schedule, it's it's interesting. Obviously, Saskatchewan takes on Edmonton on on Sunday, June eleventh at five o'clock Mountain Time, and then they um then it's a bit of a short week. Well, not a bit of a short week. It is a short week. It Friday. is a short week. Friday, Friday night, the 16th, Bombers. Yeah, against the Bombers in Regina, and then uh, and then the twenty uh, fourth Saturday. Uh, the riders come to Calgary to take on the the so that's it's you got three tough games, you know. You'd love um, to be you'd love to be two and one out of there. You sure don't want to be on three, but or or well, one and two. No, I'd said off the top, uh, undefeated season. That's oh, what so we're I think it's three, okay. so three and yeah. zero. But it's uh, after it's, those uh, after we two. run through Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Calgary, three and zero. Two road games, two 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 out of three on the road. And, but it is a schedule, and it, it'll it'll even itself over. Everyone's got to play each other. But I really think, you know, I, and this is this is Craig Dickinson's season to show that okay, I, I'm not just a good guy and, and great at interviews, but I actually know how to evaluate talent. And the people that I put into positions and, and assistant coaches know what they're doing. And Jeremy O'Day knows enough to go get some players. And if they're not good enough, they'll go find some guys. I mean, the XFL or whatever that other league, USFL, whatever, go find some guys from there. Figure this out. Make if you if you've got a guy that can't play, I think their secondary looks good. I think their linebackers look good. Uh, we'll see if they can get enough pressure on the on the quarterback. Not one hundred percent convinced that's going to happen just yet. Um, Biggest concern for me, and all last year, and if you listen to the podcast or if you listen, subscribe, you like, thank you, appreciate it. We hit a thing. I think we got over a, a thousand streams, which is awesome. We got a right. note from Spotify. Yeah, I was, um, but there were so many other problems with the riders last year. And I said early on that uh, Brett Lother was becoming incredibly inconsistent and unreliable wow. at the best of times. Well, okay, so at the best of times, and especially this year, if points are going to be at a premium and no one thinks the Riders are going to even have a sniff at making the playoffs, and we get a chance, if Trevor Harris takes us down the field and we get inside that 45, we got to be coming away with points. Yeah. And my point on uh, Friday, and I get it, it's preseason, everyone's yucking it up on the sideline, if I'm J.O. or Craig Dickinson, don't be afraid to cut a kicker, okay? Just because he's a good guy and he's a Canadian, we need him to come through because he's like, oh, he's 80%. 80% is not good enough. 80% is not going to help us. No, and if Kari Bedvik can two, – oh. Two missed, you know, and preseason, I get it. But and, point and after. Yeah, you should have that, and and you can't, you can't leave points. You can't leave points on the board like that and say, oh, I guess we just didn't win it because – you're gonna you're gonna need every point you get, and you're gonna need some long ones, and you're gonna need some stuff with the wind, and you're gonna need some stuff against the wind, all that kind of stuff. You... That that was one of the things I was a little alarmed at, and it's like, but he can do it. So it's obviously well, he just can, thing. but, but can, his inconsistency over the past couple of years has become a thing. And last year, and because I had brought this, there were so many other problems with the football team, but I would always bring it up, be like, hey, you know what, kicker's not great. 
Can't really, 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 you know, he's a, well, he's, especially on the, those extra points. Well, the thing is we, you and I have talked about this and we're both, you know, radio guys. And uh, we always talk about, you know, kickers in the CFL should be like all night people in radio. They should show up, they should do their job. They shouldn't be drunk and you shouldn't have to worry about them. Yeah. And if you have to worry about, you know, Winnipeg, that was the one thing they had last year is like, Jesus, this guy's not the greatest. So you, you, you don't want to, uh, because if you have to pull a shoot on Lowther, then you got you got to you got to waste a spot for an American on there. And well, no, but in the that. preseason they had Kari Vedbeck kicking field goals because in the NFL he did both, and in college he did both, and he looked pretty good doing it. And so, well, who was the kicker that just retired from Winnipeg last year? Did the dual punting and kicking? Why can't I think of his name? It's funny we we start recording the podcast. I I can't re- recall names, facts, figures. Uh, who was that? Played the CFL a long time. Went to UCLA. What's his name? UCLA. No, um, he just retired from the Bombers. Not just this past year. What was his name? Lazio was their their kicker. No, no, but before that, oh, did the dual role was great. You only have to waste one roster spot on that. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. you know, it'll come to us. It'll be great. It'll be great. Um, and the Uh, Riders with the four quarterbacks on the roster, like put somebody on the interim. They're not going to. They're not going to do. I know. But make this is where. If it was Huff and Dave Dickinson, somebody out of that four. Would Justin have, Medlock is what just, you're trying to remember. Justin right? Medlock. Punter, kicker. And in the CFL, with a 46-man roster, you need efficiency. So if you can find a guy to, to do both. Nobody does that like that very often, though. You don't. But if Vedvik was one of those guys, and I do like that Australian punter that they brought in, but you can't have two uh, internationals. Um, the four quarterbacks on the you, roster. Like, let's, let's be totally clear here. Like the last thing you need to worry about is if your kicker can make like a 35 yard field goal that cannot, that's going to be one of those ones that is like table stakes. You just got to be able to get that. The, the problem for me is, and we talked about all the problems the riders had and they had lots and the season went into the shitter after they went out East. Right. Yeah. That Toronto game. That was the killer. That that killed us. It just, it just went awful after that. But um I think that offensive line, we've talked about it. If if it works, and you've got a different kind of quarterback too, right? You've got a quick yes. release guy now. Uh, and by might... the end of the year last year, CD, who had had enough, obviously, said, well, you know, it's not all on the O-line. Uh, some of it's on the quarterback. And I'd have to say the only weak spot so far through two games um, is uh, Evan Johnson. If he would have been cut, if he would have been one of the cuts today, I'm like, you know, I see it from everything he did last year. And he's a high paid Canadian. And so far in the preseason this year, and he's the guy that's getting beat that, you know what? You've got to be ruthless because you can't have another season like this, because when fans vote with their wallets, whether that's buying tickets or merchandise or whatever else you sell, people will find something else. And I think that I think the message got through with all of the guys that they brought in. But if Evan Johnson has to be one of those casualties to be like, all right. Yeah. And you, and you want the Canadian guys to, to make a bit of a bit of a jump, you know, uh, Godbeard going in for essentially just replacing Dan Clark's money and position. Uh, Phil Blake's pretty good. Like they were kind of messing around with him at left tackle. I don't know if I like that or not, but uh, somehow, some way, if, if Furlan can be an okay, right, right guard and you get two Americans that can, can do something like they, they, there's you've, you've got 600 of them in, in, in training camp you've looked at a million of them and you keep signing them so you, you obviously maybe aren't totally satisfied with you know what what uh <laughs> what you got there so that's a 
that's a, a little bit of a interesting sort of you know side point but you know it when you look at the first three games they're tough they're going to be tough you're, you're well, going to going to Edmonton who haven't won in their stadium they've been hearing about it it is a huge huge deal so now now what right so this will be very interesting to see what what uh, what happens here so Edmonton Winnipeg Calgary yeah this isn't the worst thing to happen to us because no matter how this breaks down if after those three games and the riders or the brass don't see what they think they need to see, as opposed to us getting off to a powder puff four and one schedule last year. And we're like, well, we don't have any problems. No, there's a lot of problems. They were just masked because you won some football games and then everything fell apart after that Toronto game. And then they just couldn't get it back together. Everything spiraled out of control. So after these three games, if it means, nope, we misfired on some stuff, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. This guy's coming in, this guy's coming in. Or, and if that's why they're holding on to a fourth quarterback because of injuries and if it can facilitate a trade and pick up a player, that's good. I'd much rather see these three teams. Now, keep in mind, if when we're 0-3, be like, hey, careful what you wish for, as opposed to seeing like the Ottawa maybe a Montreal, who else, what else would be something, you know, if you threw the Eskimos in there as, you know, one of the weaker link teams to be like, what we don't need anybody masking our problems. That's all I'm saying. I I know. And I know what you mean, but I also would say that you can't fall too far behind in the West. No, you can't. No, you can't be because I don't, you know, I don't think Winnipeg is going to be on three. I don't think Calgary is going to be on three. BC is kind of, I'm not sure. Edmonton, I don't know. And then everyone's, everyone's, Doing the same thing with with the riders too, with people outside of Rider Nation are going. What do they got? You know, what do they got? They were so bad last year. Same coach, you know, a lot of the same personnel. Um, I do like their secondary. I do like their secondary. I don't know about the push on the uh, on the defensive line. Um, and the offensive line better be good. Their receivers look pretty decent. I like their quarterback. That's an upgrade. So we've said a lot of upgrades, and and as we've already talked about the kickers, it, it better be better. And you know what? Hopefully you get some some magic on special teams here and there. And and I think it's going to be interesting. But you're going to have to have um, one hell of a start of the season. So in, in some ways, this is good that they, they're starting on, on Sunday, the 11th of, of June, um, because that gives them time to be ready, be ready, right? You know, uh, two or three on the road, all in the West, all good teams, you know. Uh, and the Eskimos or Elks, rather, I keep saying Eskimos, um, but that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious. I mean, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I don't really care that they're two and all in the preseason. Put a gun to your head, like you know, like what, what were the Stampeders last year? And they're 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 like, well, the Argonauts. What, what happened to them in their preseason? Who cares, right? And it's where the preseason is interesting because you know you don't need they used to play four games, which was too many. And then I always thought three would be a good um, amount to do, and I would play that third game at a neutral site. I always thought that would be a kind of a cool thing to do. Play one in Saskatoon, play one in Kelowna, play one in Quebec City, uh, Halifax, whatever you want to do. Just get some get some of that grassroots thing going. So, But that's what it is. got two games, and it is pretty quick quick for the you know American guys coming up and going, hmm, how do we play this game, you know? Yeah. Um, so they don't have a lot of chance, but I, I, you know what, they're improved. You know what they really need oh. is an offensive line and better quarterback, and they fixed that. Their defensive line, I'm not sure about secondary. I think it was pretty good. Linebackers will be good. You should have good linebackers. The CFL should be that difficult. Micah Tice, uh, Tice coming back, I think that's pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing, nothing but praise for J.O. and those guys for. They tried. They did. It's not but like it's a result-based business. It's not like it is a results-based business. And you know, and and Dickinson would ask about, well, you're in the last year of your contract. He's like, well, you know what? We'll just let that play out how it is. So the message came through loud and clear. And whether that came from right at the top of the riders organization or J.O. saying, you know, this was unacceptable, I think they've already, in my mind, exceeded expectations. And you just even watching online, now keep in mind we're fans, we're not involved, but a lot of people are kind of optimistic for and what went from the riders no chance of making the playoffs this year from some of the people that are kind of in the know to be like ah, i don't know about that yeah i think i funny and i think we said this on the last podcast i never paid that much attention to trevor harris he's been around for a long time never paid attention and never actually appreciated what he kind of does is is he the big game clutch guy like a Bo Levi or Zach Claros that's proven in those moments. The CFL version of a game manager. And maybe if you've got, and they, and they knew what they're getting, like this isn't a mystery. Not like, exactly. Oh, it's be something else. And, but sometimes and a game, a, a game manager. Jay, yeah. It won't be Jason Moss trying to turn Cody Fajardo to something he's not. Right. So that, that was a huge problem. It was like, he's not that kind of quarterback. He doesn't have that kind of arm. What are you doing? So now it's like, okay, we've got a game manager here. So let's use our inside guys. Let's use, you know, the Pictons of the world and, and Winky and, and Walker and figure out like the when, best. When they threw that, when they threw a crossing road, I'm like, my God, the Calgary Stampeders and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been killing us for years throwing a crossing road, a route that we never ever seem to throw. And I'm like, well, there's Darrell Walker on a crossing road and there's hmm. a touchdown. Okay. Uh, out East picks. Hamilton, Toronto, and I'm going to say the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are the crossover team in the East Division this year. Let's say you. I I do kind of like, um, I don't know what about Toronto. I don't, well, I know, I know I, I don't, every so. year I'm like, if they collapsed and were not in the league, to me it doesn't matter. But somehow, someway, they managed to cockroach themselves into always just winning enough to get themselves into the playoffs. No, I... I, I think Hamilton should be the, the, the beast of the East. They should be. They should be. I think Ottawa should be there. I think Montreal. Uh, to me, Ottawa there. and what's his nuts there from last year. To me, I'm like, you're still trash. You still got a lot of Hamilton. I think just because of all the money they spent should buy them enough wins. Unless well, Levi's yeah. is a winner. And, and um, unless something happens to Bo physically and he can't play. And I don't know who the backup is there, but they should be. Uh, one or two guy right did they get him back? yeah toronto's a cockroach they always manage to be around at the right time and they'll find some guy that you know is like what who is this who's right? this and and, and they'll go off and then the riders are the crossover team because i think they're going to be better than people thought because of trevor harris the game manager and some of the talent that they put around him so you so you think that the riders won't be able to beat bc or edmonton if it comes down to, and you know, the only in the CFL, if it comes down to a screwy, we're kind of tied in schedule or points, or if the riders win at the right time or the wrong time, and let's say BC or for whatever reason, because I have BC third in the West are tied for, you know, it'll be like, well, then they go into the crossover situation. Hey man, I, I would love to be totally wrong on this, but realistically, because when we wrapped up last season, I'm like, oh God, and we're going to suck next year too. Like it's going to be, but I was like, no, we actually have a chance. And I hope that I'm completely wrong because in the, in the West, no. it's, to me, it's Winnipeg, Calgary. And I'll say BC, God, no, suck. Oh God. I can't take Edmonton. You both, you and I both know 
that doesn't matter. Um, who's the head coach of the BC Lions? Uh, Rick Campbell. Rick Campbell. Rick Campbell's a good coach and a good good manager, and he's got a good eye for talent. BC will have a they they have a good team on paper, and they'll and put it together way, on the field. The ownership there has gotten exactly. So they they're look, you know they're not Cool J playing. You know, like what are you talking about? Like this is amazing. Like they've got some buzz on there. They can really take advantage of the you know the Canucks who are, the fans are a little apathetic right now. They can get some buzz going on. The Whitecaps sure. are sort of what they are. I I I'm 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 pleased with what I've seen. Um, and compared so, to, yeah, to some you of the lose, other teams. You lose Nathan Rourke, you lose Brian Burnham, but you have mostly everybody else back. And if anything, Vernon Adams Jr., if we're using the term game manager, can be a good game manager at times. They still yeah, have a good offensive line. Too, right? so it, yeah. But, you but if I had to say, guys, can they scrape together a, a 10 and 8 season? I don't know. But somehow the Riders are making the playoffs, whether the that's crossover or in the West. I think the Riders are a 9 and 9 team. And I think that might be good enough to get them into third. I would take nine and nine. I got no are problem. We ever, are we ever going to see the time, and I haven't seen it yet in either of you, where the East becomes the dominant division? I don't think it's going to happen this year. We keep waiting if, to see that. If, if Winnipeg would have stayed under the old alignment where Winnipeg no, would have been. I mean the way it is right now. Do you see where the Ottawa's and Montreal's no. and Toronto's no. and Hamilton's make that step? And when they play those games, you know, now they're gonna be playing a lot less games against the West too, so this is gonna be very interesting to see how that yeah, all works I, out. But I, you know what, I, I can't see I, it. I, I I think the Riders are a 99 team, and I think that might be good enough to get them into the West semi or West semifinal against Calgary and or Winnipeg. <sighs> but well, you mentioned asked, Calgary. Now the Jake Mayer thing. Now it's his team now. There's no more bullshit around. I, I know like, it's, and it's his team. And... I don't question Dave Dickinson and John Huffnagel. They're the two best talent evaluators in the CFL, hands down, hands down. They they win more than they lose when it comes to picking talent. But the growing pains and what they're going to go through. And Calgary always has a good and competitive team. Just wondering, he said, if you can catch them, you know, because they obviously see there, there's some magic there, and you can see it from time to time. But until that really gets established. Calgary's one of those teams where it's kind of like, well, I'm not saying that they're not going to be good. I'm not going to say they're not going to make the playoffs, but I think they'd be the old uh, Jake Mayer's first season here. As they all do, there are lumps and there are bumps. And I, I think there's a better chance of them overtaking Winnipeg than, than taking a step back. Oh, well, now is it time to trash the bomber? So, Bombers still pretty good, man. I know they're still pretty good, and they still got a pretty good quarterback. And that what was his name, Pigram, the quarterback the other day? Boy, he looked good, like, well, hey? we couldn't tackle him, and I'm like, that's not a good sign. That was like when Mike Sellers was a Winnipeg Blue Bomber, and the Riders couldn't tackle him. All twelve guys on defense. And no, like, it was kind of late, late in the game, and there wasn't the starters in. But sure, yeah, interesting to see how how that 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 works out. And then you know, Zach Clare was had all kinds of concussion problems and he hasn't had any in a while so. i know well, good offensive yeah. line never gets sacked yeah but kinda helps. It, kinda helps. Anyway. and i know that they're trying to shore up the fact that your kicker should win you games but when your kicker is losing you games like playoffs great cup like that 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 hurts like yeah. if you have to rely on your kicker to seal the deal or to help you move on that's, it's that's like, why i think the cfl should make the kicking position an american position because then you get a million guys to do it and you wouldn't have to worry about it such a big part of the game 
course, I'm just going to get shat upon because everybody wants these Canadian guys in there. So you get these Canadian kickers. If you got a good one, great. If you don't, then you're. I, I would say if if there's all sorts of problems kicking from the 32, these converts, move it back five to the 37 if you really want to see some chaos ensue. Because actually, I don't mind it. I hate just, it when our kicker misses, but I kind of love the fact. Make it. Well, just no, because like you, when you watch NFL games now, eh, you know, it's automatic. I love the fact to be like, no, that went wide. That went no, so I'm kind of okay. Well, with plus that. in the CFL, you have the returns, right? Which is kind of fun too, right? The returns, yeah. Kind of needed, so, anyway. uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of excited. I think I think the CFL's had a good off season. I think the Riders have had a, a good off season. Now it's time to you know you, you're you're not getting any favors. You're not getting a light schedule to start off and kind of warm yourself up. You got to be ready to go because you got three games, two on the road, all in the West. All teams you're going to have to beat if you want to make the playoffs, and you get the, you get them right away within the first three weeks, you know. And uh, best you know, way know, to do I know it. The riders, I know the riders. I know the I know the the Stampeders are opening against the BC Lions, but the game coming up on the 24th, which uh, I mean it's it's technically a home game for the for the Stampeders, but it's technically but it's, a home but, game for us. And I need you to use your me. connections. Yeah. Are we getting in the press box? Like you need to get us press passes. Oh, like I, press I, I, I have no problem standing in the parking lot with Ryder fans drinking illegally and smoking their brains yeah. out before pregame and then at halftime. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. These, well, those know, are our people. I know the press box uh, is good for probably you know that Boston pizza run they make. Pretty good in the third pretty quarter. Good. Nice. I'll it's take it. Yeah, I, so. I, I get no problem with that. Um, from where it was, like when we did our last podcast last year. I was so dejected. I'm like, this sucks. Like, this really sucks. Like, the team was in a shamble. Like, you had no idea. And I don't know what it was. And keep in mind, I've been like, nope, you got to show me. You got to show me. Everything I've seen so far is like, and I don't know how it's going to play out in the standings, but the Riders have done a complete makeover on this football team to give themselves a chance to be good. Now, the, the other levels of good, like Winnipeg, yeah, we, we don't know. But at least they've given themselves, with some of these players they brought in, a fighting chance yeah. to be decent. They look, they look good on paper. They've had they a look good, good on paper. They've had a they're, good they're training saying camp. the right things. We've seen no some good in the injured, preseason. Right? No one's been injured. And, and, and the other thing is that <sighs> the good part is I don't think it could get much worse than last year. No, it can't. It can't. I mean, no, it can't. Were, like we were, I don't, uh, I don't, we I don't know if, if, the first if you physically season, tried to give up seventy-seven sacks, could you do it? Like that would be how many games? Could you physically give up seventy-seven? Yeah, when you've got somebody who you know just, and then he's then Cody started panicking, and and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get sacked. Like, okay, yeah, you are. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, you, do you want to get into our picks now? I'm I'm curious about where where you come out on on week one because it's always kind of tough to tell. I, I don't know if I'm gonna do the old sports luck ticket on this bad boy. Okay, but, so. Uh, uh, Kickoff is Thursday night. That's yeah. the Calgary Stampeders at home against the BC Lions. Let's have I'm, a crowd there. Let's have a crowd there. Let's not have like 18,000 people. Come on, Calgary. Go get that. Come on, Calgary. Come on, Calgary. Because like, it's funny. Oh, Calgary, there's, there's, so ma- there's so many distractions, but it's kind of like it would be good. I, I at, at home, first game of the season. 30,000 was never a problem before. Um, 30,000 was never a problem before. But anyway, so yeah, I I, I think that's a, that's a cool game to start off. And uh I'm curious to see what, I'm, what I'm gonna go. I gotta go stamps in that one at, at home. Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton, Winnipeg. I like I like I'm just gonna just be a, a rebel. I think Bo Levi is is pumped and ready to rock, and he is going to upset 
the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I, I will say that as well because we need everybody from the East to beat everybody in the West. So yes. it does help the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Ottawa, Montreal. I don't care about this. Oh game. my God, that. Uh, just, but oh. I think I like. Uh, I will say, as a CFL fan, so glad the Montreal ownership thing is squared away with a guy that has tons of cash and and is doing it because he wants to do it, not because it's some sort of fly by night BS thing. Like it, it's it's pretty cool that that that's going to be going on. So I'll take Montreal on that one. It'll be a barn burner. I'll go. And, I'll uh, go Ottawa on that one just because Ottawa's at home, right? Yeah, it's in Montreal. Sorry, it's in. Oh, Montreal. it's in. Mo- oh, it's in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. The Winni- Winnipeg. Uh, uh, I suck it. Suck it, Cody. I'll take Ottawa on that one. Bobby, LA okay. Dice, and the upset. Okay, and uh, Saskatchewan, Edmonton. Uh, you never. The only things that are due are pregnant women, and so uh, the you know the the Elks are due for a home win. They're not going to get it. It'll be the Riders. It'll be close. It'll be close. It'll be a nail biter. And uh, the Elks good good analogy with the pregnant women there. What? Yeah. Well, Gambler told me that. He said, like, because people always say, well, they're due to win. It's like, well, the only thing that are due to win or do are pregnant women. Yeah, some Weasley. Is that going to get us canceled somehow? The internet's vicious these days. No, no, that's that's reasonable. The only, you know, you you can't say somebody's due because they haven't won in a long time. Only a sucker does that. So you just got to keep going. They haven't won at home in, 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 you know. It's 2019. It's like yeah, that thousand ish, 1300 days. So, who, yeah. who are you taking? I'm going to take Saskatchewan. Well, duh. I did a little bit of a preamble there just to kind of get you all squared. Okay, away but then, then so uh, Saskatchewan, but what's the score? I said it was going to be close. It'll be uh, whatever crappy field goal kicker uh, wins it uh, with the dying seconds. Because it'll be some riders. massive miscue by the Elks that'll give the Riders a second chance. And then the uh, Brett Lowther will be redeemed and everybody thinks he's an all-star after he wins the game 30-27. to 27. Oh, I'm going to say there's going to be no thunder and lightning weather delay and the Riders win 34-25. It'll be wow. close, but the Riders will pull away at the end. I no. just think Trevor Harris. Only in the CFL where the team, the BC said, "Now nah, we're not, we're, we're not going to try and win this game. We just, we don't want to sit in our locker room for 90 minutes. <laughs> we'll just get the hell out of here. Let's just call it. Yeah. We, we fly good. commercial. We don't charter. We got a, yeah. we got a plane we, to we, catch. We got an extra night in, in Regina here. So, you know. It's going to, it's going to blow want... the budget. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, it's the Rider Nation office. podcast. We got Calgary, Hamilton, Ottawa, Saskatchewan uh, winning 34-25 opening week. I, uh have a bit of an announcement today to make i am um, the game uh, on sunday i will have to find it um american wise because i'll be in nashville tennessee um so i'll have to uh, listen to jim nance and find it on the cbs sports network because i will be in beautiful nashville tennessee what hanging out tennessee. what are you going there for oh 50th birthday party not mine because that's uh that that ship sailed uh, it'll be somebody else's birthday, and Nashville is an okay city to have some fun in. You can be a grown-up and still have fun there. Speaking of fun cities, Game 1, uh, Stanley Cup Final. Oh, my God. Just the shots before the game of, like, the strip and people. The, that place is buzzing. Mm-hmm. And do you think Gary Bettman looks around and is like, this is what my vision was well, not not let, let's say like a winnipeg minnesota or a winnipeg like carolina stanley yeah. cup final which yeah, would be so awful that, yeah 
they, they're so happy that that Seattle and Las Vegas have done so well. I don't think the Florida Panthers are out of the, out of the woods yet. They had some brutal crowds earlier in the season, and they're getting it you know, packed now, but there certainly wasn't much uh, to do. He's got a big, you know, he sort of kicked it around a little bit on the uh, on the broadcast last night of what they're going to do with Arizona. You know, I think they're going to end up in Salt Lake. But, yeah, it's interesting. You know, Vegas is such a, you know, it'd be curious to see, like, if if the Oakland A's move to Vegas, if the buzz is still going to be on, you know, they play at different times of the year, too. But uh, well, Vegas is just a different animal, right? You get so many people from out of town that, you know. You, don't you do, play. and it's fun, and the building's nuts, and Michael Buffer's coming out. It, there's nothing there that I'm, like, I – it, that's where it's like, hey, and don't get me wrong, but on a on a scale of one to ten, Vegas being a ten and Flames games being a two, at you know on on a good night, you're like holy smokes, uh, I I got no skin in the game. If Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers and Sam Ben and those guys win the cup, I'm happy. Yeah, the Vegas I, I'm, 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 I'm pulling for uh, I'm pulling for. Florida just because of the Calgary connection and Ryan Lomberg in there as well. Exactly. So there's some Calgary connections there, but then also on the Vegas golden Knights side, they got 16 Canadians. I think they got 12 or 13 guys with ties to Western Canada or the Western hockey league in some way. Cause of Kelly McCrimmon, a bunch of good dub guys, like the, the heart and soul guys that you need at this time of year, like the Chandler Stevenson's of Regina. Um, and when you see that, you're like, okay, so however this plays, I'm happy either way. Yeah. Hey, you're going to get a chance to see a team win a cup for the first well, time, no. which is good. And, and, and even the kind of the amazing story of, of Zach Whitecloud coming yeah. from the First Nations in, in Manitoba and, yeah. and just being such a such an ambassador for the game and such a hero to to, to those folks. I, I think that's really, really neat. And he can play too, which is really, really kind of and, – And still, awesome. on a team with a bunch of guys that were cast-offs that nobody kind of wanted and no one ever expected anything. Yeah, and then they added, you know, then they add Jack, Jack Eichel and yeah. Petrolandro and all these guys. And and they're doing it with a goalie that was raised in Calgary and, and you know, was basically an AHL goalie. And he's yeah. he's just elevated his game. So I'd love to and, be his and, agent. And, and if you're Aiden Hill's agent on July 1st, I'm going to say. Like, how, how much are your cigars? Like, you're lighting them with $100 bills, right? Because we've got this. Clear yeah, the phone lines get, because you're get 30, 32 calls basically because everybody yeah. could use a guy like that. He's making two million a year. It's like, oh, you're like a double four, right? You know what I mean? Like, and you know? it's good when you see it work out like Maybe that. Maybe the can give him a call. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I love people that are still troll, trolling can, Oilers can fans. Be like, hey guys, off our off our hands. <laughs> no. Anyway. So yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the for the uh, debut of the CFL. I I just I was. You know, I was, you know, got my, got my wings a, there and I watched it on Friday night and I go, oh, yeah, I know there's a bunch of guys that are in and out. And it's it doesn't matter. It, and, it, it's a good time of year to be a sports fan. Yeah. Stanley Cup's wrapping up. Uh, the uh, CFL season's getting underway. Uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, we'll be uh, doing this weekly as the season goes so on. So many special guests that I really can't get into it. You really can't get into it because Kirsch hasn't locked any of them down. But trust me, what he said, there's a lot of special zero. guests. So thank, if, if you've been lit, if so, if you've, if you've uh, liked and subscribed, you've been watching on YouTube, we appreciate that. If you're on Spotify or Apple or Google or Amazon, uh, thanks for the follows. Thanks for listening. We appreciate the comments. Um, yeah, we get it. Your football fans, foul language is part of probably every message you're ever going to write us. And some of them are funny. Some of them are a little scary. We don't answer those back. I don't know. You could figure out. Where how's, our, uh, how's our sponsorship with the uh, Bear Claw Casino coming? Well, here's what I'm going to say before we did the podcast, and and I'm just going to put this out there. We had some of the best barbecue in Calgary mm -hmm. is 
from Hayden Block in Kensington. Yes, legendary. Okay, so there's the Comrie Block, there's the Hayden Block, there's the Spot. So there, there are a group of restaurants. I think they have one in Airdrie as well. So we had that before the podcast. Outstanding barbecue. So if you're coming, to, let's say you're listening to this and you're a Ryder fan and you're coming um, Where to that game on the, on, on the 24th. Pardon? Because you people, if, if you're coming in from, from Sask and you're going to go on, well, we got a Friday night before the game. Like, what yeah. are we going to do? Well, here's what Oh, and do. see, the thing is, and as a Ryder fan, here's the thing. At Hayden Block, Comrie Block, South Block, their whole menu is based on whiskeys. They got over 50 whiskeys and they got 25 beers on tap. But every cocktail they make is whiskey. And I'm going to say 99% of Ryder fans at some point in their life drank that's a little not, too much whiskey. That sounds like a Disneyland for Ryder fans. It pretty much is. And you know what? You'll go in there and you'll be like, I'm, I was reading, we were waiting, we got takeout. I took the kids. We're getting takeout. And I'm reading this menu and I'm like, and I'm not a huge whiskey guy, but I've had some cocktails there when it's mixed with a bunch of other stuff. Like I'm not the, in the parking lot with a two, six, a crown Royal and you're taking swigs and passing the bottle around. Like that's not my idea of that's tailgating. Yes, I get it. Rider style and smoking cigarettes. Like but, yeah. but this is classy. So, yeah, if you love good barbecue and you love whiskey um, and people are friendly and it's easy going, good tunes, like good 80s tunes just pumping, Hayden Block in Kensington. Okay. So if they they want to yeah. sponsor the pod, that's, that's great. But I'm just going to say, if you're coming to town on the 24th, Hayden Block, Comrie Block, South Block, there's three locations in Calgary, mm-hmm. all good. I would say out of all the sauces, the espresso – Barbecue sauce. Okay. Outstanding. Then the weird part is on that game on the 24th that is here, I will be in Regina, which is ass backwards, I realize. But that's okay. We'll so no press it. box? Damn it, Kirsch. Oh, you're... we're down 0-2 and the season has started. Home opener, you're not here. <laughs> Rider game in Calgary, but, not here. But I got I got some guests coming. Like I, I know there's a guy that I know that's going to come on and there's another guy I know and like it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the uh, Rider Nation podcast, episode thirty. Who would have thought? My goodness. After episode one, I'm like, oh god, what are we doing? Uh, thanks for listening. My, I think it's my third episode with my my fucking microphone working, and I, <laughs> it. it only took twenty seven episodes to, for Kirsch to spend the money and to uh, actually pick up a microphone. That'll do it. Yeah. Till next time.